0: This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. State lawmakers heard testimony from 20 proponents and 18 opponents on Senate Bill 159, which would cut the top income tax rate from 6.9 to 6.75 percent. The bill's supporters say it would incentivize businesses to move to Montana as opposed to other Western states with lower income tax rates. Montana has the second highest income tax rate among its neighbors. However, it's also the only state in the region without a sales tax. Donna Arden is the president of Arden, Laffer & Moore Econometrics, a Florida-based business consulting firm. She said lowering Montana's top tax bracket would help the state reach its economic potential. The tax cut would cost the state about $30 million a year, a deficit Governor Greg Gianforte has said he would meet by cutting some government services and taxing recreational marijuana sales. Heather O'Laughlin is speaking on behalf of the Montana Budget and Policy Center. They oppose the bill. She said making such a large cut is reckless. She pointed to Colorado as an example, which she said relied too heavily on recreational marijuana and sales tax revenue when it offset its low income tax rate. John Ellingson of Big Sky 55, a nonprofit which advocates for Montana seniors, talked about the ramifications of such a large deficit in a state budget. Mark my words, he said. If this bill passes, you will create a revenue crisis and shortfall and the budget will be balanced not by repealing this legislation, but by decreasing support for those of us who need it the most. Other opponents said the bill represented another handout to the richest Montanans with little benefit for middle and working class Montanans. If the bill passes, Montanans earning $60,000 or less would save $50 or less. Those making $2 million a year would save $3,000. Paulson voters have rejected a proposal to initiate a resort tax. In a February 2nd special election, the proposal to create a 3% resort tax on a specific set of goods and services for 20 years, with the goal of fixing the city's streets, received 1,041 no votes, 577 yes votes. at 63.7% opposed, 36.3% in favor. Turnout was just over 53 percent the city's economic development council recommended the proposed version of the tax 80 percent would have gone to city street maintenance 17 percent would have gone to city residents through a property tax rebate the remaining three percent would have covered fees associated with the tax a resort tax is an option for resort towns they are defined as an incorporated city with a population of less than 5,500. The 2010 census listed Polson's population at 4,488. The city is producing a street assessment report that will more accurately define critical areas and an overall project cost. City Manager Ed Meese said he expects the report will be completed by March or April. The Montana Office of Commissioner of Securities and Insurance has filed criminal charges against Mark Anthony Bigler, charging him with four counts of criminal insurance fraud and five counts of theft of insurance premium. According to a press release from the Montana State Auditor's Office, Bigler is charged with insurance fraud and theft of premium in Fairfield, Whitehall, Helena, Kalispell, and Connor. All nine counts are felonies. Each felony count carries a possible fine of $50,000 or imprisonment in the state prison for 10 years or both. The trial will begin in August in Lewis and Clark County District Court. The Commissioner of Securities and Insurance said Beigler was licensed in Montana as an insurance agent until a default order revoking his insurance agent license in September of 2020. Charging documents say Beagler committed criminal insurance fraud, as defined by state law, by presenting an altered invoice to a business, instructing the business to pay an insurance premium to Beagler instead of an insurance company. He then presented altered documents to the business, falsely stating it had insurance coverage. Beagler is also charged with theft of insurance premium for purposely or knowingly exerting unauthorized control over more than $1,500 paid by each of five businesses to obtain insurance policies that were never obtained. Relatively few bison have been captured by Yellowstone National Park officials or killed by hunters so far this winter. Morgan Jacobson, a spokesman for Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, says most of the animals are staying within the park's boundaries on the slopes above Gardner. Buffalo Field Campaign reported on on February 5th, we should say, that most of the bison were still staying within Yellowstone Park. The animals migrate to lower elevations outside of the park annually in search of food. That's when they're liable to be trapped at the park's Stevens Creek Capture Facility or potentially killed by hunters if they cross over the park boundary. The efforts are meant to control population numbers inside Yellowstone National Park under a management plan designed to prevent the disease brucellosis from spreading from bison to livestock. There has never been a documented case of bison transmitting the disease to livestock. Jacobson says reports thus far show state hunters have killed six bison in the north and ten bison west of Yellowstone National Park. Preliminary reports show the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes have killed six bison. Trapped bison are normally sent to slaughter or enrolled in a quarantine program that allows them to join cultural herds on Native American lands. A Bozeman Elementary School principal has died after he was injured in an avalanche Sunday in the Beehive Basin near Big Sky. The Gallatin County Coroner's Office identified the person who died as 45-year-old Bozeman resident Craig Kiddo. Kiddo was principal at Whittier Elementary School. According to the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, Kiddo was born and raised in Townsend, graduated from Montana State University, He had been a teacher and administrator for 18 years and had been principal at Meadowlark Elementary School in Buffalo, Wyoming, before moving to Bozeman. Officials are planning to visit the Avalanche site on Monday to continue investigating the incident. The superintendent of Glacier National Park says 2020 will bring many challenges, including a large road construction project, new federal rules about COVID-19, some campgrounds staying closed, and problems with plans to reopen the park's east side. Jeff Mao said that the park returns about $500 million annually in direct visitor spending to the Montana economy. He said that St. Mary's Rising Sun and Cutbank campgrounds on the east side will not open this year due to inadequate staffing many glacier and two medicine will be open as will most campsites on the west side of the park he said some may not be fully open but he said staff is still trying to figure that out he said construction would be a big issue this year and work will continue for the second year on repairs to the many glacier road he said highway 2 project between hungry horse and essex could take most of the summer and produce delays with pilot cars that guide travelers through the project. He said there was a 40% drop in visitors last year, but most of that was because the east side was closed due to COVID-19 concerns from March 24th to June 8th. Glacier National Park was established in May of 1910. It is more than 1 million acres, 1,583 square miles, and has 746 miles of trails. In December, the park reported it had 1.7 million visitors for the year, compared to 3 million visitors at this time the year before. Mao said much of the increase was due to COVID travelers, Or people coming to the park as a safe venue during the pandemic. He said many of those people needed to be educated about park etiquette. He said October visitation was up 63% from 2019, up 43% in November, and up 86% in December. He also talked about rebuilding the Sperry Chalet, which had been destroyed in a 2017 fire and reopened last July. He said reservations sell out in a matter of hours. The mansion in Billings on the West End, dubbed the castle, is under contract for sale. Missoula real estate agent Don Maddox is representing both the prospective buyer and the seller. Maddox made the announcement on Facebook. She told the Billings Gazette it could take a month or so to settle the details. Rocky Nelson, a manager for the limited liability company that currently owns the property, said he could not discuss the sale because it's not yet completed. The home was listed for $11.5 million. It's unknown what the potential buyer's offer is. The 26,000-square-foot residence is in Ironwood Estates on the city's far west end. It was formerly owned by Larry Price Jr., a vice president at Signal Peak Energy. Price had the mansion built while he was running a scam on multiple victims. He stole tens of millions of dollars from both his employer and a series of private investors. Builders and material suppliers for the 10-bedroom, 19-bathroom mansion at 5650 Canyon Woods Drive, have still not been paid. Price was sentenced to five years in prison. A new study from NBC News and Challenge Success, a nonprofit affiliated with the Stanford Graduate School of Education, is the first to shed light on the differences between students whose classes have been exclusively online and those who have been able to attend in person at least one day a week. The survey of more than 10,000 students in 12 U.S. high schools found that students who spent time in the classroom reported lower rates of stress and less, less worry than their online peers. There were three key findings. Students, especially females and students of color, continue to experience high levels of stress and pressure. Students' engagement with learning, which was always a challenge, is especially low now, and students' relationships with adults and peers are strong but strained. The report comes after the Centers for Disease Control unveiled its roadmap to reopening the nation's schools on Friday. The state of Montana has reported 121 new COVID-19 cases, and the COVID-19 death of one person. Active cases are now 2,735. The reported death brings the state total to 1,328. Active hospitalizations are down to 92 people. Total hospitalizations have been 4,444. Montana has reported 97,539 COVID 19 cases. Of those, 93,476 are considered recovered. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 32 states and provinces in 20 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.